Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode five, day five of Holy Week. Begin our bonus episode today by discussing where we're at. We're at the point where Judas has agreed to betray Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Jesus has been anointed by Mary of Bethany, and now we are going to have the final Passover that Jesus will attend on this earth. Again, and uh, we're going to pick up in our regular place in Matthew. We're going to pick up in chapter 26 at verse 17. Now on the first day of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? And he said, Go into the city to a certain man and say to him, The teacher says, My time is near. I am to keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. The disciples did as Jesus had directed them, and they prepared the Passover. Now when evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table with the twelve disciples. As they were eating, he said, Truly I say to you that one of you will betray me. Being deeply grieved, they each one began to say to him, Surely not I, Lord. And he answered, He who dipped his hand with me in the bowl is the one who will betray me. The Son of Man is to go, just as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had not been born. And Judas, who was betraying him, said, Surely it is not I, Rabbi. Jesus said to him, You have said it yourself. While they were eating... Jesus took some bread, and after a blessing, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for forgiveness of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. What we have here is an institution of what would be known as the Lord's Supper. When we take communion or Lord's Supper in church today, we are following in this example. And now Jesus will predict that Peter is to deny him, beginning in verse 30. After singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, You will all fall away from because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike down the shepherd and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered. Now, let me stop there. I will strike down the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered, is a quote from the Old Testament. The verse Jesus quotes here is from Zechariah chapter 13 and verse 7. But after I have been raised, beginning in verse 32, but after I have been raised, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. But Peter said to him, Even though all may fall away because of you, I will never fall away. Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you that this very night before a rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, even I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples said the same thing too. Curiously, Jesus tells them where he will see them again in Galilee. I'm going ahead to Galilee after I've been raised. Okay, it's, it's, I just I just find that fascinating. He just not only has he told him all these things, he he went so far as to be very specific about where they would be together again. They'll be together again on the shore of Galilee. Now. They'll retire to the Garden of Gethsemane there, the Mount of Olives. This is where Jesus will be betrayed and arrested. We are now on the evening of Thursday. In, in a way of looking at this, you're at the beginning of Friday because it's from the setting of the sun on the previous day. Once darkness has occurred, you've begun a new day. So from dark to dark, we don't, we don't really think of our days that way. We think of our days as from the morning when we rise until the evening when we go to sleep. That's not how they, they viewed it. And then still to this day, if you celebrate the Sabbath with Jews, you have to be indoors and away from work and everything else. And the meal has to already be prepared by the sunset. You eat the meal after sunset. 
on Friday evening. You're actually eating the Sabbath meal then on Friday evening, and then you stay off work and off away from things all through Saturday till the Saturday evening. After Saturday evening, you're free. If you were fasting, you'd be free to break your fast after the sundown on Saturday. Now let's go into the Garden of Gethsemane. This part begins in chapter in verse 36, and we'll continue to verse 46. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee. Again, as I stated yesterday, you had an inner circle. This is three of those four. This is Peter, James, and John. I don't know if you recall, as a child, you might have sung the uh, Bible school song, Peter, James, and John, in a little sailboat. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. I just had a little memory there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be grieved and distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch with me. And he went a little beyond them and fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So, you men could not keep watch with me for one hour? Keep watching and praying that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away again a second time and prayed, saying, My father, if this cannot pass away until I drink it, unless I drink it, your will be done. Again he came, found them sleeping, for their eyes were very heavy. And he left them again and went away and prayed a third time. He didn't even bother to rouse them this time, I guess you noticed. He left them again, verse 44, and went away and prayed a third time, saying the same thing once more. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let us be going. Behold, the one who betrays me is at hand. Fascinating section. You know, not only has Peter and the others said they will, they will never deny him, they will never fall away. He's told them, yes, you will. You will fall away because of me. You'll not follow me to the cross. It's curious that he, they've not paid much attention to the fact that there's no mention here that Judas is gone, but at least in Matthew's account. But uh, he's telling them, the one who betrays me is at hand. And now we have this horrible moment. For the, for the 12 here, for the 11. It's horrible for the 12 because the 12th seals his fate here, which is Judas, for the other 11 because of this turmoil that's going to cause, going to be caused by this one man's betrayal. So Judas is betrayed arrest, beginning in verse 47. And while he was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the 12, came up, accompanied by a large crowd with swords and clubs, who came from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he who was betraying him gave them a sign, saying, Whomever I kiss, he is the one. Seize him. Immediately Judas went to Jesus and said, Hail, Rabbi, and kissed him. And Jesus said to him, Friend, do what you have come for. And they came and laid hands on Jesus and seized him. And behold, one of those who were with Jesus reached and drew out his sword and struck the slave of the high priest and cut off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back into its place, for all those who take up the sword shall perish by the sword. Or do you think that I cannot appeal to my father? and he will at once put at my disposal more than twelve legions of angels? How then will the scriptures be fulfilled which say that it must happen this way? At that time Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me as you would against a robber? Every day I used to sit in the temple teaching you, and you do not seize me. But all this has taken place to fulfill the scriptures of the prophets. Then all the disciples left him and fled. Fulfilling his prophecy there, Jesus makes a point to these people, you know, they're from the high priest, and he says, Look, you men knew where I was every day. I would go to the temple, I would preach, 
I would teach. You had your chance to lay hands on me. You wait till the middle of the night. You do this at the beginning of the Passover season. Why? Because this was meant to be. He's pointing out that this was God's divine plan and all prophecy was being fulfilled in this. This concept that many, I'm sorry, I'm going to go on a rant for a second, but this concept that many, I'm, I'm afraid many Christians and many theologians even have on their minds that, you know, the fall of man from into sin, Adam's fall, caught God up by surprise, caught him unaware, it changed his plan. The world was meant to be perfect, and indeed it was designed good and perfect, and man was made good, but he had that ability to sin, and he did. And when he did, it was not a surprise to God. We are told that Jesus was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Now, you can split hairs and say, well, from the foundation, and I've actually heard this argument, doesn't mean it happened before, before time that God already knew. Yes, it does. God knew. This concept here that somehow the cross was a secondary plan of salvation is, is complete and utter fallacy. God and his divine plan, Jesus says it of himself here and in other places. All these things are done so that the scriptures will be fulfilled. I don't see how you can have a problem with that. Judas was preordained to betray Christ. Christ came to die for sinners. Now we're going to deal with the beginning of uh, some of the legal issues here. They do occur at night. They actually occur on Thursday, but we think of it as being on Good Friday, but it's actually Thursday. So let's look at this now. It's in the evening. Beginning of verse uh, 57. Those who had seized Jesus led him away to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were gathered together. But Peter was following him at a distance as far as the courtyard of the high priest and entered in and sat down with the officers to see the outcome. Now the chief priests and the, and the whole council kept trying to, to obtain false testimony against Jesus so that they might put him to death. They did not find any, even though many false witnesses came forward. But later on, two came forward and said, This man stated, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to rebuild it in three days. And the high priest stood up and said to him, Do you not answer? What is it that these men are testifying against you? But Jesus kept silent. And the high priest said to him, I adjure you by the living God that you tell us whether you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, You've said it yourself. Nevertheless, I tell you, Hereafter you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes and said, He is blasphemed. What further need do we have of witnesses? Behold, you have now heard the blasphemy. What do you think? And they answered, He deserves death. Then they spat in his face and beat him with their fists. Others slapped him and said, Prophesy to us, you Christ, who is the one who hit you? Now besides the utter horror of hearing this account, I wanted to point out something that is being done here. He's, when he says, you will see me, hereafter you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Once again, this is a quote, Old Testament prophecy being fulfilled. What you're seeing here is a completion of Psalm 110. You're seeing, you're seeing a portion of Daniel 7, particularly verse 13. And Jesus had already spoke of this in Matthew 6, chapter 16, which is before our portion of Scripture that we've been covering. So here we have more fulfillment of prophecy. This is a constant theme, as I said earlier in the, in the week, that Matthew always does is he pulls out the Messianic prophecy, the Messianic prophecy. Now we'll complete Matthew chapter 26 today, beginning in verse 69, going through verse 75. And here we will have the three denials of Peter. Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him and said, You too are with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you are talking about. 
when he had gone out to the gateway, another servant girl saw him and said to those who were there, This man was with Jesus of Nazareth. And again, he denied it with an oath. I do not know the man. A little later, the bystanders came up and said to Peter, Surely you too are one of them, for even the way you talk gives you away. Then he began to curse and swear, I do not know the man. And immediately a rooster crowed. Peter remembered the word which Jesus had said, Before a rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. That's a good place to leave it for this day, for Thursday. Tomorrow, on Good Friday, we will begin with Matthew 27, and we will discuss the trial, the mockery of a trial, the crucifixion of Jesus. Until then, have a good day. God bless.